Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello. And welcome. That was very cheery. (laughs) Thank you. Welcome to Gays on Film. This podcast is where we, a pair of gays, talk about what we're watching. I'm Ned. And I'm Declan. And in this episode, we'll be discussing the musical movie of the musical of the movie Mean Girls. Uh, It's Mean Girls. It chops around that. I know, managed. I didn't even (gasps) trip. No, you didn't. Remember, there will be spoilers once we get to this week's headline feature, so as always, do proceed with caution. But before we get to that, Declan, tell me, what have you been watching recently? Like, I was writing my notes about this, and I've not watched anything, really, which is a bit weird for me. I think I've had that much going on with... We didn't even watch anything the whole first week back from holiday, did we? We were just so busy. Honestly. Other than Traitors, which is what I've put. Yeah. And I know it's not cinematic television. Well, it was cinematic television. (laughs) certainly dramatic. Um, But, like, even the load of other podcasts that I know who kind of normally stick to, you know, cinematic television, uh, Pilot TV, and Pilot TV have done a spoiler special on the Traitors season two. Um, It just goes to show, like, how much it's just taking over pop culture maybe we should do an episode try get a guest on from it should be there quite easy to get i want to know like loads of the how they film it and all the intricacies of of, obviously because obviously what we see is quite a smooth thing but i'm sure it takes i'm sure the round table is way longer i'm sure all sorts is like i want to know how they get out of the castle to wherever they're staying and back to the castle without given anything away between each other. And I want to know the, you know, the um, the shots where the traitors are debating who to banish or yeah. murder. And, like, it cuts to the person that they're talking about and they're doing something in the room, like they're getting in bed or yeah. whatever. What's weird is they make it look like they're staying in that house, but we all know that they don't. Yeah. But I just want to know loads of... Int- Maybe I'll look into that and okay. try to get that. I'll on. leave that with you. That can be your... Um, little task for me. Resolution. Yeah. Oh, we're doing resolutions still. Don't know. Um, it's been a long month. <laughs> um, but yeah, I haven't really watched because obviously we got back from Mexico, we were straight back to work, and then I had my part, 30th birthday party, which was a roaring success. Thank you to all of, I was going to say listeners, but friends that are listeners that came along. I think along. a handful of our listeners are also friends. Yes. Or the I other do way too. around. Yeah. Um, but it was great. I, yeah, just. Going back to Traitors, it's just great telly, proper water cooler, everyone watches it. And what's really interesting, I've seen loads of tweets, is like the, the ratings start lower, weeks one and two, whereas I think, whereas most people watch it, I mean, a hell of a lot of people watch it, but they watch it probably on catch-up or whatever. Well, I must say, it was infuriating waiting for tomorrow's episode before they were all aired, but I think last year, for whatever reason, I managed to 
pick it up just before the finale, so I binge. But I think as it it gets closer and closer to the finale, people actually start watching it live as well, which is quite interesting. Um, But yeah, I just thought from a reality TV point of view and just from talking about telly like we do, it would be remiss not to to mention it. Well, that's a good word. But I don't think I've watched anything. I've got no other movies other than The Colour Purple, which we're doing an episode on. So we have watched a film. Oh, yeah, we did, yeah. Um... And obviously Mean Girls, which we've... Doing right now. We're doing now. Um, And, yeah, I'm watching Reacher still. I've watched one one episode more. We went to start Masters of the Air last night, but I was too tired. So we got about 15 minutes in. Impressed already. Looks... The budget is very much on the screen. Um, Yeah, it looks really good. But... Um, into it, even though we've only seen about 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, over to you. Uh, well, I mean, I haven't watched all that many. I think I've watched two films while you've been asleep. Honestly, we cannot get back to a normal sleeping pattern since being away. And it's starting to get a bit... It's getting on my nerves. It's getting on my tits, yeah. yeah. Um, so a couple of nights ago, I put on A Cure for Wellness... I don't know what drew me to it. I think no, it was on the featured so list on Disney Plus. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'll go for that. I feel like I've heard of it before, but didn't know anything about it. Turns out I was definitely in the mood for a psychological thriller because I was quite gripped quite soon in and I really, really enjoyed watching it. Then I come out at the end, giving it, I think, a very high star rating on Letterboxd. Um, and it turns out it was not very well received. It wasn't, and, and I else, don't remember. And nobody else likes it. I so. don't remember particularly liking it either Weird. when I watched it when it first came out. Um, I enjoyed it, and I also was ple- pleasantly surprised to see Mia Goth, and I was like, "Oh." I was going to say that I'm was one of her like first big so, roles, I think. Yeah, I don't know what's wrong with everyone. I yeah, I thought it was good. Um, and then last night I watched Charlie's Angels. I was going to watch the original. But um, so, what did you watch? It. You didn't watch the new one. I watched the what year is it from? Don't know what year it's from. The one with Cameron Diaz, Lucy Liu, and Drew Barrymore. That one. I don't know what that one. I, I thought know. that was the original. No, I think there there was like a generation ago one that was Farrah Fawcett. I think. Unless I'm making that up and I have watched the original. Wasn't that the TV show? Yeah. Oh, okay, fair enough. In which case, yes, I watched the original. Yeah, Farrah Fawcett was the original TV show from the 70s. Right, so, yes. So you watched case, the 2000... Yeah, that one. Drew Barrymore, Leonard Goldberg and Nancy... Duvonen? Yes. Yeah, could be, yeah. Um, I've seen it before. It's fun and camp. Um, yeah, it is. I think probably if you watched it when it came out, it was just one of those like definite male gaze, not too hot on the sort of feminist agenda. But watching it with a 2024 mindset, I was like, oh my God, there are actually points at which this is women using their feminine power to take advantage of stupid men who only see them as sex objects. So. Maybe it was. I think it. I always remember it tried to do yeah. something, but it 
I think really it's probably like, about as forward-thinking as you could get without alienating any of the audience. And it did come out in, in the 2000, year 2000. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, quite enjoyed it. I'm going to watch the second one tonight. Whilst um, I'm off to go and see. While you're off to see Calendar Girls at the theatre. Yeah. Is it a musical? Yes. Seeing? Oh, how lovely! By Gary Barlow, which, uh, to be honest with you, I'm. I wouldn't say I'm not looking forward to it. I would say I'm sceptical as to yeah. how much I enjoy it but I got it for Ambivalent. my mum and grandma's Christmas present so I'm sure they'll enjoy it well you'll have a lovely time together won't you <laughs> yeah okay well that's what we've watched what's been going on in the news just wanted to pick quite an interesting um story about a film coming up called Roadhouse which is a remake of a film which I'd not actually heard of um but it starred um, Patrick Swayze in 1989, and it's all about an ex-UFC middleweight fighter who ends up working in this rowdy bar in the Florida Keys. But basically, it's a remake directed by Doug Lyman. Okay. Um, it's starring Jake Gyllenhaal, so, you know, it's got some stars in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's quite interesting is Doug Lyman, the director, has decided to boycott the premiere of the film due to Amazon's decision to only release it straight onto Prime and not into cinemas. Okay. Um, so it's actually premiering at tech, the, the really cool film festival, the, the, the film festival that I think I'd love to go to, and it looks really cool, South by Southwest in Texas. Okay. Um, but, he yeah, he's, he's not going. Um, so I just thought it was quite interesting, like... How do they decide what goes in? Like, I'd love to know Amazon's kind of thinking. Yeah, because there's that film that's come out um, this year. Oh, what's it got? The Billkeeper with the the Beekeeper with um, Jason Statham, right? Which is pretty much in this kind of genre, and it has ended up making. Um, over 100 million worldwide at the minute because January's quite a quiet time at the box office and normally that allows those kind of films to have a bit of cut through when people want to go. Yeah. So um, I just thought it was quite interesting, like what, like I always, and I've even started using that language like, oh, it's very much a streaming film. because You have actually, I've noticed that. But at one point we there would not have, you know, there wouldn't and I kind have been... Of stream like we'd have gone and saw yeah. and i think i said it about good grief because in this modern day it is to me a streaming film but like amazon do put some of their films into theaters so like challengers basically amazon has been bought by mgm or M- yeah amazon bought mgm you yeah. know the film studio with the lion i do um, and they've put they put quite a few of those films. The boys in the boat recently that that's got a that got a theatrical release. The beekeeper. So it's not like the reverse to it. Yeah, challengers. That one with um, that Luca Guadagnino one with Zendaya. That's coming out in April. That's yeah. another one. So is that the tennis one? Yeah. Yeah. The horny tennis one. Horny tennis. Um, so yeah, I just thought it was quite interesting. Um, I would like maybe some listeners to tell, like, uh, maybe st- when I'm interacting with people on Instagram, I might say, like, 
or would you go see this film in theatres or would you wait or to just watch it in the in the comfort of your home because we are in a cost of living crisis as well and if you're not if you don't if you go to the cinema as much as we did yeah. we do it would cost you a fortune obviously we've got our unlimited card which is yeah a great and it still adds up us. even with it exactly like going out never costs nothing so um so i can see that i think maybe there's conversations to be had between studios between distributors between um like cast and crew and between cinemas mm. just to see like I would how say, people can be supported to see films in the best if we're comparing way it and to, in the most accessible way if we're comparing it to the beekeeper i would say jason statham is quite a box office draw not personally for me but he is no i don't that? really get the no i don't and I don't think Jake Gyllenhaal, whilst he's an amazing actor, has quite got that. Oh, Jake Gyllenhaal's got a new film out. I must go see it. Whereas I think, do you Jason, not think? No, I think people think that. No, not in the cinema. Different demographics of people, though. Yeah, but no, I definitely think he's got. Uh, Jason Statham's got a, a much more. People want to go see him. A bit like The Rock. People, people want to like go see, to see the, the the latest action, Rock don't film. They, in yeah. The cinema. But this is an action film, so oh, oh, yeah. Don't know then. But don't yeah, know. just wanted to chat about that. I thought it was a good one to pick. Yes, very topical. Very. Is it me now? It is, yeah. All oh, right, yeah, so yeah. now <laughs> um, it's what a time we've had. <laughs> but now it's time. You know, to... when I wrote that script, it's supposed to sound really like natural. I know, but I think it's it's but funny that we don't. Neither do you when you yeah. do it. So don't like. <laughs> Well, what a time we've had. And now it's time to cast our minds into the future and get excited for what's coming up in the world of film and TV. It's time now for Trailer Trash or Treasure. And what have we got this time? This one I'm really excited about. Um, You know it's a TV show, don't you? No. But I'm still excited about it. Okay. Avatar, The Last Airbender. So, before we talk too much about it, um, link to this is in the show notes. If you would like to pause our podcast, watch along with us and come back to hear what we think, do so now. We will see you after the sparkles. What did you think of that then? It looks quite good. It looks mm. quite lavish. Yeah, I thought that. I um, spending like looks like Netflix have spent quite a lot of money. Yeah, I always used to be a fan of the anime. I think it was on like it was Nickelodeon um, originally. Was it Nickelodeon? Yeah, um, I don't know a lot about it to be honest. But I never ever watched it like religiously because, believe it or not, fun fact about me, I didn't know that TV shows are like scheduled so they're on a, at the same time every week until huh. I was an adult. Oh my so god! So I used to catch bits and bobs of Avatar: The Last Airbender when it was on, but I never saw it. And then in lockdown, and it was all on Netflix, and I watched it all, and I loved it. And this looks really good. It looks like it's um, going to be fairly true to like the anime story. I like what I've seen so far of the casting. I feel like I recognise a handful. I recognise that guy from Lost. Yeah, I don't know which one he's called. Um, so they, the it's got a bit... CGI looks good. Yeah, it does actually. The yeah. um, Avatar The Last Airbender has got a bit of an infamous kind of 
Legacy, because they did do a film of it. They did. Which holds 5% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Um, and it was deemed as an absolutely appalling adaptation by M. Night Shyamalan. Well, I've never seen it. Um, but I might be interested to watch it after I've watched this Netflix show, which is out on February the 22nd. It is, yeah. It just looks really good. Netflix have spent, as I say, a lot of money. It's reported that each episode cost $15 million to make. Wow. Um, so, yeah, we're watching a lot of expensive TV shows at the minute. Um, yeah, but I would quite I would quite like to watch that and I, I, I hope that Netflix have found a bit of a... I think they've got quite a good set of programmes coming mm. out this year. Um, I know they're putting their prices up again as well, so I don't mind paying a bit more if their quality of shows starts to get better because I do think there's been a bit of a dip yeah. in the last couple of years. But no, I'm, I don't know much about... The last day I bender, I didn't watch the TV show or anything, but I would watch this. I didn't realise it looks quite young skewing. Probably. Like young adult fantasy. Rather yeah, than, it yeah. is very that. Like all of the main um, characters are kind of young teenagers. Yeah. But no, it looks good. It would be a treasure from me. Yes, treasure from me. Cool. Well, and now it's time for this week's headline feature, Mean Girls, coming up right after this quick break. Have you seen now that you've written Mean Mean Grills? Mean Grills, I know. (laughs) I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Mean Girls. Mean Girls, yes. Mean Girls. Mean Girls, the musical, the film. Do you want to give us a quick synopsis before we dive in? I'll, yeah. hit, I'll hit you all with a plot. Um, <laughs> when Katie Heron joins a typical American high school, one pair of friends she makes are the lovable oddballs. They convince her to spy on the other set of friends she makes, the plastics. They sing and dance their way to Katie's life lesson. The honesty is the best policy. Good synopsis, I like it. Thank you. Where do you want to start? I'll start. You okay. start. So I turned to Ned about 30 minutes into this and I literally turned to him and I went, I absolutely hate this film. You did. <laughs> and it didn't improve for me from there, <laughs> sadly. Um, mean Girls isn't a film the original mean girls for me like i've seen it i like it it's not like you know people herald it as this you know they've just they love it and i think i you like love to it watch a lot mean girls me. 
um, early October every year. And like... Because on October 3rd, he asked me what day it is. <laughs> and I think we've all... I think we've planned one year we'd like to do a Mean Girls episode that comes out around the I'd 3rd like of October. I'd like this year if we can. Of course, yeah. But... And like, for ages you're thinking, you're questioning why have they made it, why have they made it? And I understand why they've made it because it's a musical adaptation. Yeah. If they'd have done a straight remake, I'd have been like, what on earth are you doing? There's no need to remake Mean Girls at yeah. all. I think um, it's gone obviously from screen to stage and then back again. And it definitely felt while we were watching it like a generously budgeted work of fan fiction. Well, this is what I've put. So there's that stuff out at the minute that these gays, these Amdram gays are making a musical adaptation of the Gwyneth Paltrow yes. musical. Trixie Mattel just and got cast. I saw that and I was like, but that's what this, it's like yeah. a group of amateur dramatics have been tasked yeah. to do a Mean Girls musical. They've yeah. been given shit tons of budget to do it so they can go as, as ham as they want. Yeah. It felt to me... And that's almost, to me, doing a bit of a disservice to amateur dramatics because I know some people can do amazing things. <laughs> yeah. It felt to me like, had it been not budgeted um, and it were really am amateur dramatics, it was um, reminding me of a very Potter musical, which... Again, similar vibe. It's not a real... Well, like... it's not real. Yeah. Like, it definitely wasn't licensed or anything. It was in, I'm going to say, the late noughties, very early 2010s, if at all. Um, and a bunch of college students put it all on. And there were like three or four, two, three? Very Potter musical, very Potter sequel, I think. Two. And you could watch them all on YouTube and it was really shit quality. But they were really, really funny to 13, 14-year-old me. <laughs> um, and it was just before Darren Chris became cast in Glee for those gays who used to watch Glee, because um, Darren Chris was part of that. Anyway, that was immediately what I was taken back to when Mean Girls kind of got into it. Yeah, I just, like, I think this had the potential to be like a musical version of Booksmart. To like yeah. change change it a bit, make it a bit gritty. But I I've put that I thought this was super sanitized. And I think Tina Fey wrote the screenplay and I wouldn't say it it can't have been oh this sounds bad. Can't have been all that difficult because it is quite a like for like. It hits exactly all the same beats as the original. There are some of the one or two features subtly that are kind of updated with kind of changing attitudes and times. But I agree other with than that. that, it's even some of the language they use, like what was it? It's like you can't slut shame me by not dressing up for Halloween. Like dressing up like that is slut shaming me. So yeah. it had quite at times it did have a some modern language in there. Yeah. Um but I didn't like and talking about that kind of book smart analogy, I just think the casting was really like I just didn't find any of the characterizations from the new actors like any good at all. Like Honestly. I just didn't. I thought Renee Rapp, which I don't know her very well, no, but I thought she was miscast as Regina George. 
I mean, don't get me wrong, she had a fabulous voice. She is... Do you think? I think she's deserving of her music career that she does have. But I just never quite got Regina George from her. Me neither. It was like... Yeah, again, and it was, it was the like same you were looking the around the room. As well. There was a group of drama students and we thought, who's the most like Regina George? But we can't quite get Regina George from the people who we've got to choose. Yeah. And... I didn't like Angry Rice as as Katie Heron. I did not. I didn't get on with it. I do, I just didn't like it. the only people I kind of liked was Karen Shetty who played Avantika. No, no, other Avan- way around. Karen is the character. Oh, name. sorry. Yeah, I quite liked her. But on the other hand, I've said I play, didn't like her. I've said playing stupid is a bit easy. Well, and also, she played stupid, and it was, like, one note the whole way through. Like, if this was a drag race challenge, uh, Michelle Visage would be reading you. (laughs) Like, it was funny the first line, and then it was the same line with different words the whole way through. And I just, I didn't really get it. And the only song I've heard you playing in the shower... Is hers. ...was her solo. Because that's the only one I like. Because it's quite poppy. All the rest of the songs are the most... They're not They're memorable. not memorable. You're not singing them when you come out of no. the... Like... And I think... I think we did this trailer on Trailer Trash or Treasure. I think we and did And do you remember well. there was no musical numbers in the trailer? And I think now I can see why. Now I we can were see wondering. Why. <laughs> yeah. And I think it might have been a ploy because I know sometimes musicals can be hit or miss at the box office so they maybe thought, let's not lean into the songs, let's just show people that... It's yeah, but then I heard when, film, it's, when it but... started being released and people went... A lot of people are like, oh, it's a musical, and hated it even more than they might have done if they'd have expected it to be a musical. They'd still paid for the ticket at that point, though, hadn't they? Yeah, true. We were in a screen with a group of people who I could kind of hear singing along, so there must be fans of the musical out there. Well, obviously, it it goes around quite a lot. It's been on the stage for a few years. It's not just like a one-and-done type job. Has it been to this country, though? 2024, it's coming to the West End this year. I'm sure it's already been. No, it's done Broadway and a US tour, but it's not done this country. But, and I think quite a lot of songs were cut um, because other than potentially Renee Rapp, I'm not sure about the singing abilities of quite a lot of the people that were, so, you know, when they have to like bring the key down a bit or make them (laughs) just a bit easier to sing. um, Because I wouldn't say any of them were like ballads or, you know, if we I do... compare it to the colour purple, which is a similar one that we're going to do, mm. that is, you know, which is an another adaptation one that was of a film a, yeah. that went onto stage that's now like that's adaptation. got ballads in it, and that is yeah, yeah, won't give much away, but I prefer that a lot more <laughs> than this. But yeah, I, I I feel really negative, but I can't not feel it, and it was our first time this year back in the cinema, and I hate the fact that, that my first film of this year has got such a a low star rating on, like, on my cinema visits list that I've made. Well, at least, like, 2024 start of the year is just any old year. Our first... My first film that I saw after pandemic lockdowns was Spiral, which I think is... I enjoyed Spiral more than this. No, it's crap. I'm expecting star ratings to start sticking up... Sticking up. Ticking up. Ticking up. Because this week we're off to see all of us strangers in the zone of interest. Yes. So I'm expecting better God. things from those. Um, and Argyle, actually. Um, um, but 
Yeah. I did quite like, and I always want to call her <laughs> Bussy Phillips, but I think it's Busy Phillips. Bussy, Bussy. As Regina's mum. But again, that just felt like it was a send-up of the original. It wasn't a new version of it. Yeah, and I also think she didn't do Regina's mum even close to how funny Amy Poehler did it in the original. Well, no, she didn't. This, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a lot of a lot of misses with this film. Um, and I do hate like shitting all over a big film because a lot of people have put a lot of work. Well, we in. say this, don't we? It's like when we do, do hate our it, end of year thing. We never do misses. top ten worst films. We do like the biggest disappointments because yeah, I think this has already made. But it. this is on your. <laughs> Top five looking, looking forward, forward to. to. I think that's maybe even more disappointing. I do have a handful of things I liked about this film there. Okay. Which I think it would be um, unfair to ignore. Um, I liked, I think, overall, Tina Fey's kind of stamp on it. There were lots and lots of sort of nods back to the original which I found really fun. For example, Tina Fey and Tim Meadows' characters as the maths teacher and the principal um, are married in this one, which is adorable because in the original he's all flirty and shy around her, which I thought was really cute. Um, And it's kind of a nice one to sort of see that like high school experiences, um, I don't know actually, Maybe this isn't a a positive. The original one was written by Tina Fey about Tina Fey's 80s high school uh, experience. And it landed in the early 2000s. And things were different, but not a million miles different. But now it's 20 years further on. I'm not quite sure how reflective of... There's still all the groups, though. Are they really that close? This is what I always find fascinating about these kind of uh, high school films from America... Is, like is it really like that? It looks clicky. awful. Like, it's like tribalism. Yeah, it's absolutely horrible. <laughs> so, um, yeah. yeah. Didn't like, no. I don't know. I don't think I would have a good time in an American high school. And I can see why a lot of people hate high school in America. Yeah. Um, what else I did like about this? Um, other nods back to the original. Um, Lindsay Lohan comparing the uh, Mathletes competition was fun. It was quite and fun to see. Do you know how much she got paid for that cameo? Far too much. Half a million. Fuck my life. <laughs> oh, God. I know. Yeah. Um, I'd want half a million to be in this film line. And I liked that the the winning question was like the same maths problem and the answer was see, I the knew, limit does not exist. I knew your knowledge of Mean Girls would be much better at mine. But don't you think, like, couldn't they have changed bits like that, though? Well, I think, had they, then we would have had a film full of misses. But having some of those throwbacks, just as a bit of fan service for the, you know, OG fans like myself, um, I think is a nicer way to do it, rather than changing it too much and making a whole new audience and then nobody likes it and then it's all just not landing. You know what I mean? I think in this case, a bit of fan service is uh, needed. And that, what I've said about that is if it does keep Mean Girls popular, I don't mind it existing. 
Yeah, no, I but don't. I'd rather either. people come to this, go, oh, that was a bit crap. I'll go and watch the original if they've not seen it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. yeah. Um, Apparently 14 songs were cut from ooh, the musical to make. But obviously a stage show's two and a half hours. If this had been if two and a half... this two hours. Just like an hour 50. If this I was... I thought it was bang on two. No. Oh. You told me that and it, it 112. Google told me it. It said two hours. It didn't say any minutes. But yeah. Um, um, don't you think Megan the Stallion was weird as well to be in it, even on the... When was she in it? She like made a cameo, but it was her as herself. Is that like a blink and you'll miss it thing? Because I do not remember that at all. She she's in like the social media montages about like you know when they're talking about what's happening in oh, the school. It's quite interesting. That is a actually. blink and you'll miss it. It wasn't. She was in it a bit, yeah. but I do find it quite because obviously the original film didn't have social media either. No, or mobile phones particularly. But I think that they didn't do the social media part of it very well. I've seen films do. They did it because it would have been weird for them to have not done it, but they didn't do it very well. Why didn't they set the musical? I don't know about the musical, but why didn't they set this during the same time period? I don't know why the time period had to necessarily change. Don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Do you know who I did like in it throughout Damien and Janice? Who are they? The... They sing the opening number. They are Katie's friends who make make her spy on the. Oh um, yeah, I did like quite like them. I, I hated the really opening fun. number though. So did I, but I didn't really like any of the music to be honest. No, but that one when um, the garage door opened, I was like, oh yeah. god, we're in but for a two, horrendous film here. Them two, I thought were well cast, really funny. Their lines hadn't aged badly, and the whatever lines were new seemed to land quite well made plenty of jokes and I really quite liked their dynamics so um I think they possibly carried this film for me a lot of heavy lifting yeah they like I quite I did I quite I didn't mind when it pivoted back to them no and when we pivoted back to like the plastics and so I was like oh god this is not good yeah I didn't really get on with any of the three plastics for various reasons. I think I kind of got what it was trying to do with Gretchen, like how she dulls her own shine so that, um, I was going to say Renee, Regina can be like the leader. Oh, but I really, really, she's perfectly she capable was the of least leading favorite herself. Of mine. But like, it didn't land particularly. Um, it felt a bit like, a bit wet. Oh yeah, I thought she wasn't, she wasn't gritty enough for that for that role. She was too sweet. Yeah. Like and I've then any time she kind and of I've seen her in those... Love Victor and it's pretty much the same role. Oh, but I it shouldn't seen that. it shouldn't be. Anytime she had those kind of lines where Gretchen does snap at, at Regina um and kind of bites a bit, it felt like she was doing an impression of two thousand and four. Gretchen, rather than like giving it its own character this time round. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, another miss again. God, I don't like it. I feel bad. I feel bad, but we can't help it. No. 
I've run out of notes as well. So have I. Gosh. Other than the... Yeah, I just quite like John Hamm. Um, yes, it was nice that he was the... He was, he the, was the coach. PE teacher, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, and he was from the original cast. How many others were from the original cast? I think we've probably said them now. Tina Fey. Tina Fey, um, Tim Meadows, John Hamm, Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. I think that's it. I think they did try to get some of the others in, but I read an article a while ago, like Tina Fey said she just couldn't find roles for any of them that felt that felt as natural. Because Lindsay Lohan has the maths. Well, she doesn't give you don't <laughs> maths need... adjudicator vibes, no. but like, but it was a part that could realistically be played by anyone. Yeah, and um... at the top of this, we said about. Streaming films. Are you going to say this is one? Yeah. I think that... I mean, this has done all right at the box office. It It's... Worldwide, it's nearly done 85 million. I think it's relied quite heavily on its own reputation, though. Well, yes. Like, I don't think it'll be a long-lived box office hit. But I think this would have totally... I actually think that originally this was just meant to go on Paramount+. Plus. But someone must have thought no, it'll do quite on. well. Well, and I guess it has because it only cost only cost thirty six million to make, so it's neat. It's more than doubled, and then a bit more yeah. still. And I suppose, like from a sort of economics perspective, films that are were original have gone to stage and are now coming back into the cinemas or back onto the screen have already got like a fan base and a reputation so you're going to get that initial wave they've already got people who like musicals so you're going to get that demographic as well um and i suppose it almost feels like a safe bet to make them yeah i just think it would have i just think it would have totally blown up on something like netflix yeah I know some people have seen it, but I don't know a lot of people who've, who've gone. Well, maybe when it does go it. on streaming, it'll have a second wind. Maybe, maybe. Um, but I think we're scraping the barrel a bit now, aren't we? My barrel is scraped. So shall we get to star rating star now? Star ratings. Who wants to go first? One and a half from me. Uh, two from me. I could have gone one, to be honest, but I don't think I could. I I think I'm quite happy in my two. I can see what it was trying for. And I didn't have an awful time watching it. It just hasn't stuck with me. Yeah. Okay, well, now let's unsheath <laughs> the gear data. Oh, we need to it's get It's a it. wonderful piece of machinery devised by Ned's own hand, and we use it to rank all of the films and TV we discuss based on their LGBTQ plus appeal. Let's see where the gear data ranks. Mingo. It was just on charge. <laughs> um, okay. Relatively high up, actually. Okay. I've got things to say about its, its gay appeal, but Ooh. tell us where it ranks. Well, above it is Scream 6. Yeah. And below it is Everything Everywhere All at Once. What's below everything everywhere? Saltburn. What's below Saltburn? Oh, this has... Mm, Saltburn has more gay appeal. I know. 
Okay, it's going <laughs> below Saltburn, above Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. I would agree. Yeah. 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 I'm not sure how I felt about the characterization of Damien. Whilst I enjoyed him and Janice together, mm. I don't know how I got along with his gayness and how it was portrayed. I know plenty of gay people who are not massively dissimilar in character to how he was portrayed. Were he played by a heterosexual actor, I think might have the same quibbles as I think you're hinting at, but I don't think he is. You don't think he's straight? I don't think so. I don't, yeah, I just... You know what I mean? It doesn't fit... Like, what's the line? Like, he's gayer than some... I was like, oh, we... Too gay to function. I was like, oh, we're, we're on lines like that, are we? Still, well, that's in 2024. Like, that's an OG Mean Girls quote, like... Yeah, leave it in the OG. Yeah. Maybe that's one of the things that could have been aged up a bit. But... I was like, had do they we still not speak like that? It? But had they not included it, people would be like, well, where is that line? Well, maybe they shouldn't... Herein lies the debate. Yeah. Anything else to say? Don't think so. No. I'm just I mean, not particularly up on this. So. It's got LGBTQ representation in the cast and in the characters. And we've discussed that it has come below Saltburn and above Spider-Man. Yeah. Cool. What a great start to our cinema <laughs> visits of 2024. God. Well, that's all for this time. If you have enjoyed this episode of Gaze on Film, please subscribe, rate and comment on your podcast platform of choice. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram. We are at Gaze on Film Pod. Um, and you can check out our Letterboxd um, accounts. The links to those are in the show notes. That's where we post all of our reviews as well. So... You can keep up, reply, oh. give us a bit of a new part of our bit of a nod. Well, I just thought, you know, we do use it, and yeah. people might not know why. Um, so you can, you know, respond to our reactions on social media. There, we would love to hear your thoughts. So please do feel free to drop us a message. I have been Ned, and I have been Declan, and this has been Gaze on Film. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.